To another episode House of the Feminist Born Housewives Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay, and we're bringing you another short episode in our series of A Year of Polygamy. This time we're focusing on the wife of Joseph Smith. Her name was Delcina Johnson Sherman. And if you are just beginning and joining us on this series, I would advise you to go to uh, episode one with Fanny Alger, where we start at the very beginning, and we intend to walk everyone through the issue of polygamy in Mormon doctrine, theology, and practice, and move into the contemporary practice. So it's going to be a big year, and I'm really excited. But let's go into Delcina Johnson. She was born on November 19, 1806 in Westford, Vermont. She was raised in a really large family, and her mother was super, super religious, and her father would, was said to be an alcoholic. At age 22... She married Lyman Royal Sherman, a 24-year-old native of Vermont. In about 1831, they were visited by Mormon missionaries at their home in Pomfret, New York. They had heard rumors of the Restorationists in the area and were soon baptized and gathered with the other saints in Kirtland, Ohio. In winter of 1838, Delcina and her husband Sherman moved to Missouri, declared by revelation as Zion. Delcina's husband... Lyman R. Sherman assisted with the laying of the cornerstones for the Kirtland Temple and made the most famous trip as a member of Zion's camp from Ohio to Missouri in May of 1834. After his return to Kirtland, he was ordained as a 70 on February 28th of 1835, and he was ordained by Joseph Smith and others. And then he became one of the very first uh, seven presidents of the 70 of the church. He visited the Prophet Joseph Smith and others, um, at Richmond, Missouri, where they were in jail in the winter of 1838 and 39. So her husband was moving up in the church. At this time, he was called to apostleship, but he got cold, said he was took cold on his mission and died before receiving his ordination into the quorum. Death came on January 27, 1839 at Far West, Missouri, leaving Delcina, a widow with, with six small children. Delcina's brother, Benjamin, remembers, quote, I arrived at Far West and found my sister Delcina, a widow with six small children for whom I must do my best to provide for their support. End quote. Because of this ever-present trouble to Missouri, Delcina would not reside there long. The same winter, Benjamin helped relocate her family to Illinois. Here, my sister Delcina with her children concluded to remain until it should be known where the next gathering place should be, he would say. Next gathering place would soon be in Nauvoo. At this time, Delcina's brother, Benjamin, left for Canada on a mission and would later return in July of 1842. He later wrote, quote, The marriage of my eldest sister to the Prophet Joseph Smith was before my return to Nauvoo, and it being admitted, I asked no questions, end quote. In Nauvoo, Delcina was living with another one of Joseph's wives, Louisa Beeman, who you'll remember was the first official plural wife of Joseph Smith. Less than a year later, Benjamin, Delcina, and Louisa would be influential in introducing Delcina's younger sister, Almera, to plural marriage and persuading her to become one of Joseph's wives. So we always hear that polygamy was for the widows and um, 
older women. And as we've seen with some, we've covered uh, three of Joseph's older wives, and now here is a widow. So this woman was actually widowed. That doesn't mean polygamy was for that, as we've seen a lot of these women so far have already been married to other men. But this particular woman was a widow. And then they used the three to convince another younger sister to marry Joseph. After Joseph Smith's death in 1844, Delcina married Almond Babbitt. Maria Lawrence, who is another one of Joseph's wives, would also go on to marry Babbitt. As most of everyone was leaving Nauvoo um, to head to Utah, Delcina and Almond stayed behind as Almond was involved in the disposal of church assets. There was a lot of stuff going on. In 1848, Babbitt left for Utah without Delcina. Finally, in 1850, anxious to settle in the new gathering place, Delcina, along with her mother and her children, struck out on their own for Utah. She wrote a letter to her brother Benjamin, now serving a mission in Hawaii, expressing her desire, quote, My health has been very poor for the last nine months. We have been very lonesome. We expected to have gone to the valley this season, but was disappointed. I wish we were to the valley. I wish we were to the valley. Your sister, Delcina, end quote. After a delay in Council Bluffs and enduring fail, failing health on the journey, Delcina arrived in Utah, her final Zion, in late 1854. She would be crippled by acute rheumatoid arthritis, and she achieved her last wish to see Utah just before she died on October 21st, 1854. So that was really sad. She would leave um, a lot of children behind, and she wouldn't get to to establish Zion in Utah, which could have been considered lucky. There would have been a lot of hard years ahead for her people, as we'll see when we get to the Utah period. But that's the short life of Delcina Johnson, and I hope you'll join us next week. We have some great stories coming up. We're going to be talking about Eliza R. Snow and Sarah Ann Whitney next week, so super exciting. Anyway, um, I hope you are enjoying this series. If you are, consider giving us a donation to help uh, it continue. There's a lot of time and hours that go into this series. It would go directly to the podcast. So anyway, thank you so much for joining us for a year of polygamy and leave your comments in the comment section at feministmormonhousewivespodcast.org. <laughs>